From Olympic City and the home of Pikes Peak, this is the Automotive ADHD Show. And here we are rocketed on the Automotive ADHD Show. It is heard around the world as a podcast on the radio right here in Southern Colorado. Matt West here hanging out with you. It is a wonderful weekend to talk cars. A Labor Day weekend. You could call this the uh, Labor Day special. Special And on today's show, I've got uh, GM's self-driving cars. Well, they were recently approved for full-time use as taxis in California. And, um, well, they immediately started wreaking havoc. One even collided with a fire truck. How do you miss a fire truck? We're going to talk about that. The Ram TRX is set to go extinct, likely because of the catastrophic world-ending meteor, um, that is the EPA. Uh, and then Lamborghini is going to fall. Well, they're falling hopelessly into the same void that Dodge attempted to uh, do with a certain feature on electric cars. And Dodge did it too much criticism. Moral of the story, nobody liked it. Lamborghini didn't get the memo. We're going to talk about that. We're going to play your car sounds as well. We're going to have fun on this Labor Day special. Um, and of course, it's it's Labor Day. You know, a lot of my listeners listen to the show while they're working, so you might not catch this until after Labor Day because you're enjoying right now your much-deserved time off. And of course, my listeners in other countries uh, who don't observe Labor Day are probably confused. Well, what's you know what? You know, no confusion here. They also, if you're in another country, just take the day off. That's that's basically what it is. You should also observe Labor Day and just uh, shamelessly take the day off wherever you are, whatever you're doing. It's not worth it. Sit here and listen to this show and wrench on some cars. That's what you need to be doing. But um, before I get to some of our our things today on the show, I gotta talk about this. A <laughs> this is just so incredibly. Stupid and amazing. Uh, police in Norfolk, Nebraska got a call for a bull riding in a Ford Crown Victoria. I did not misspeak. They're not on the Crown Victoria. In the Crown Victoria. Oh, my gosh. Hat tip Ezra Dreyer from Car and Dryer. Uh, car and Driver. I guess Car and Dryer. If, if Ezra takes over the uh, publication, that's what it will be called. <laughs> but anyway, uh, hat tip Car and Driver. So, um, okay. This is this is nuts. So, basically, um, a th- this bull, by the way, is a nine-year-old bull named Howdy Doody, by the way. And he's going in a... He went in a ride in a 1996 Ford Crown Victoria that his owner... Um, modified specially to hold the the bull. He he literally modified this this Crown Victoria specifically for the sake of um, transporting this bull. He said, "Nope, nope, I don't want a pickup truck. I don't want any of that. That's you know, pickup truck. Why would I? Why would I need that extra space? Why would I need that um, if I'm not using it? I only need the space when I'm using it." And he did just that. So this Crown Victoria has a. Um, modified well it's very modified like the whole passenger side of it windshield and all has been removed um just the passenger side of the roof the bull gets in he's got like a big grate on the side where the passenger door is that keeps him in place um if you want to actually see this insanity uh go to the facebook page i have a video up there posted of this but for my audio only listeners i'm just kind of describing it this bull is massive by the way 
gigantic. This bull is enormous. He's got horns that are like three and a half feet long. This is not a normal bull. He's huge. Um... And, uh, and, and he's riding in this crown Victoria, which is like leaning a little bit. <laughs> he's driving down the road. Uh, I, I can't, I can't believe this. I, okay. So the owner, um, is, is, is an amazing man, by the way. He's, uh, <laughs> he's, I can't stop laughing at this. I can't, I can't even keep a straight face while doing this. So I got to give you this whole story here. Uh, when we come back from the break, I'm going to wrap this up. How do you even get a bull into a Crown Victoria? We're going to go into just that here in just a minute. And now for how things work with an engineer. Rotary engines. Regret. And that was how things work with an engineer. More of how things work can be found at facebook.com slash automotive ADHD. Hey, there we go. Those car sounds are from Jonathan Fry. That is the five-cylinder 3.5-liter mill uh, is a GM five-cylinder Atlas. Their five-cylinder motor, which... As Americans, we don't have five, many five-cylinder cars uh, in in circulation. We we really don't, and it's uh, it's really a tragedy, um, in my opinion. It's it's a it's a massive tragedy that we don't have more five-cylinders in in the world because they're just they're the coolest engines aside from V10s because they're basically, I mean, it's half a V10, but. Gosh, they sound like V10s. They've got a, a great noise to them. They've got great torque characteristics, all of the above. So uh, once again, Jonathan, I want to thank you for sending that sound into the Facebook page. You can also send sounds into the Facebook page. If you want to share your car sounds, you can do it. And uh, I, I encourage you to do it because we all get to enjoy your car sounds. Of course, on the Facebook page, you can email me as well, matt at throttlewarrior.com. But you don't know, it's not just for your sake and our enjoyment. It, it is, it's because you also have a chance to win uh, an automotive ADHD keychain. You have a chance to win the automotive ADHD sticker, the as heard on the automotive ADHD show sticker, and of course, a $25 parts store gift card. So uh, a lot at stake here, really, truly a lot at stake. And uh, I would do want to uh, thank my winners for doing that as well, uh, the previous winners. So, um, I, I gotta talk about, I gotta talk about Howdy Doody, the nine-year-old gigantic bull I opened up the show talking about. <laughs> oh my gosh, oh my gosh, this is just, this is just, um, <clears throat> I, I, it's just amazing, really. I, this is, this is probably one of the best things I have ever seen. Um, the owner, by the way, is, a real gentleman and a scholar named Lee Meyer. Uh, he owns both the car as well as the bull, by the way. Um, and uh, the other day, they were cruising through Norfolk, Nebraska, um, when somebody, presumably with nothing better to do and who hates everything cool and interesting, called the police. They called the police and said, there's, quote, a vehicle with a cow inside. Well, excuse me, Howdy Doody is a bull, thank you very much. He is not a cow, but that being said, um, well, the police probably didn't have to, um, they probably didn't have to look hard to to find this. Uh, I, 
<laughs> I, 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 no, just drive around and you see the massive bull sticking out of a Ford Crown Victoria. Um, this this man embodies um, anti pickup truck culture in a weird way, but I love every bit of it. I love every bit of it, and it, it honestly takes uh, bull riding to a um, whole new level. Yeah, that's a that's a gratuitous joke right there. I know I can hear the crickets. It's fine. We don't have to edit the crickets in in post or whatever. This <laughs> this is live, but um, yeah, this is. This is the truly the coolest thing in the world, and um, I think uh, Howdy Doody uh, looks like a very happy bull. He's uh, very excited to be able to go on a ride around with his with his owner. Um, by the way, they uh, often go according to according to the the article here on Car and Driver. Um, Lee Meyer frequently goes into town with Howdy Doody to buy ice cream together. Um, and, uh, the wife, his wife, um, uh, Lee Meyer's wife, not the, not the bull's wife, uh, but his wife says that the bull is quote, the most spoiled steer in Northeast Nebraska. Well, I mean, this bull is getting, he's getting ice cream. He's being paraded around town. He's all, he's basically a celebrity. This is really what we need more of. I mean, this is, um, Men like this, like Lee Meyer and and bulls like Howdy Doody, really are what make this world special. And uh, the police, by the way, did not charge him with any crimes necessarily because I don't think this is all against the law. This might become against the law because of this, but at the moment, um, I'm pretty sure uh, Mr. Lee Meyer and Howdy Doody are the only two people doing this. I I've not uh, I've never seen this before. So, um, but you know, this could be a thing. And um, also on the. Uh, uh, the article I've linked on the Facebook page, they even have a screenshot of the police report, which um, it's just amazing. That's just amazing. So um, anyway, hey, moving on here. Um, I got to talk a little bit uh, real quick for my my uh, my friends, my local radio listeners. I will be roaming around later today. Uh, after you hear the show here uh, at the High Altitude Horsepower Car Show, uh, this is going to be a really uh, fun event, and there's going to be lots of cars out there. I did the show uh, from the event last year, but this year, logistics, things have uh, lined up in a way where I'm doing the show here, and then I'm going to go out to the car show and roam around. So you will see me wandering around and looking at some fun, interesting old cars, uh, and it should be fun. You can spot me. I'm going to be wearing the automotive ADHD hat. I'm going to have a handful of stickers and keychains as well if you do spot me uh, in the crowd. Unfortunately, my crusty and rusty A86 Corolla is not making it with uh, making it with me to the event. Uh, will not be attending with that. Unfortunately, that is a darn shame, but honestly, probably for the better of the car show. This is, you know, like a upstanding, you know, like nice car show. None of my cars. Uh, <laughs> I don't think any of my cars qualify. So um, anyway, so if you uh, for my local radio listeners, you can catch me around the car show later today. So um, I got to talk about this, too. I, I know this is a car show. Uh, I'm well aware uh, that this is a car show. I'm painfully aware of that. In fact, my listeners remind me of that every day that I am uh, absolutely uh, obsessed with automobiles and uh, and it's really quite tragic. I, I spend all of my money on them. But um, let's talk about transportation in general. It is Labor Day weekend, and that means here in the United States, millions and millions of people are going to be 
Um, traveling, millions of people are going to be flying, most specifically, uh, across the United States to go visit friends, to go visit family, to just get out of town for a little bit. And um, and that, that means uh, the airports are going to be packed. TSA is going to have their hands full with all sorts of uh, people and different varying shapes of luggage and baggage and things that they got to stuff through the uh, x-ray machines. And um, I, I saw an interesting discussion over on Jalopnik. Uh, hat tip Aaron Marquis for this. But what are some of the unbreakable rules of air travel? Yeah, I've been flying a lot for work lately. I've been seeing some things. It got the gears turning in my head, at least, about some of the things I've seen traveling. Now, I can't take credit for all of these ideas. Um, but, you know, these might be a few things. If we just all decide to stop doing this, I think air travel would be at least a slightly better thing for everybody. I'll tell you about this and more in just a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, the Speed Council proudly presents Automotive ADHD, now on video. For better or for worse, subscribe to Automotive ADHD, now playing on YouTube and Rumble. Oh my goodness, you know what they say. First, God created the small block Chevy, then he created everything else. Oh my gosh. Those car sounds were sent in by Josh Maldonado, super fan of the show, great provider of entertaining car sounds. Josh does a really fantastic job with that. And um, that was a 600 horsepower supercharged work van <laughs> that's like a that's like a like a contractor grade contractor spec white plain jane chevy work van with a supercharged v8 in it oh my gosh 600 horsepower on the dyno he said that is insane let's also take a second to appreciate the fact that josh just has the coolest job in the world because he's doing a job where he can provide endless car sounds to this show like is every day is like this with crazy cars so uh josh again thank you for being such a dedicated listener to the show thank you for keeping the car sounds coming you've got a very entertaining job that work van that work van was insane by the way if you want to see it he's got it posted on the facebook page click on the uh pinned post at the top of the page where you submit your car sounds and it's right there in the comments so you can actually see what this van looks like it's bonkers. It just looks like a normal van. This is like the ultimate sleeper. Also, like any worker, like any contractor doing a job or something, right? With this work van would just be like, I don't know. I think he would, I think he would have the gr most grand time every day getting to the job site. Like, how can you not? <laughs> how can you not have the best time ever? Hey, hey boss, I'm going to go get lunch for the boys. Like, oh, I'm just going to get lunch. I'm going to get lunch for everybody. Uh, I'm going to be out for a little bit, though. I got to take the work van. Um, you would be buying everybody lunch and you'd be happy with it because you're driving this crazy work van. And I think it's amazing. Uh, and, and well, obviously, this is uh, uh, any company that that has this work van for its employees uh, is a good company to work for. Uh, I will say that much. So, hey, remember, you could send those car sounds in, like I said, on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash automotive ADHD. So I was talking about before the break. Air travel. Yes, uh, airplanes are kind of like cars, except bigger and they fly. So 
uh, they're really nothing like cars, but you know, we're going to ignore that. This is a car show, but we're going to ignore that briefly. Um, and I'm just talking about some of the most egregious things that I see too, when I'm flying and this whole thing was, was spurred on by, uh, this, this article from Jalopnik also just kind of asking the internet, like what, what, what are the most terrible things? What are the biggest annoyances when we're flying? Um, I will say too. There are these people, and you know who they are uh, when you get on an airplane, and they're the sort of person who is uh, at the airport, you know, in, in their pajamas. They're in their pajamas, you know, head to toe, comfy clothes, maybe some 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 sheep on the little sheep print on the pajama pants, whatever it is, and they're carrying a giant stuffed animal and a wraparound pillow and just enveloped in in coziness and comfort, which is fine. It is good to be cozy and comfortable, but... The thing is, the the airplane is not the place for that. For one, you know, if I wanted to see you in your pajamas wandering around, I would go to your house. And I haven't gone to your house because I don't want to see you wandering around in your pajamas. But also, the fact is, and this is this is really genuine, uh, as someone who's done a lot of traveling lately, um, the rest of us are miserable in our middle seat these vertical, barely foam-padded seats on the airplane. I mean, the rest of us are truly miserable sitting there, being around all of these other people that we don't want to be around. We're flying. We got to be somewhere. We had to get up at 4 a.m. to make it to the airport and get through security. And here you are in your pajamas with your your full-on gigantic stuffed animal and your, your wraparound pillow, all cozy and sleeping soundly in your window seat on the airplane. I mean have some have some decency here the rest of us on the plane are are suffering and it's your uh, honestly uh, obligation to uh, you know as 300 of us are all crammed together on this airplane it's your obligation to suffer with us too so that's really my my biggest gripe with that but also that ties in these people are also the sort of people who've got like eight small little carry-on bags they don't have like a single thing they've got all these different items on them and and they're trying to cram it when we're getting on the airplane into all sorts of nooks and crannies and and taking up valuable um carry-on space you know and it sucks you when you're the last guy on the airplane and you just got one carry-on bag you got like your laptop bag or something and it doesn't quite fit under the seat but it could fit in that overhead bin and you come along with your stuffed animals and you've taken up three overhead bin spaces with uh, a stuffed dog a cat and some other things i mean really i'm just saying people like this you know who they are you know who they are hopefully you're not one of them if you are i implore you to i implore you to 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 reflect on your ways and and change and suffer like the rest of us. Um, so that's that's one of the things there. Um, obviously, there's lots of different things. People who cut in line at the boarding process. There's people who do these different things. Um, I mean, people who ask to switch seats. Uh, I mean, there's a reason a lot of people pick a certain seat on an airplane. And there's also a reason certain people pay a significantly higher amount of money to have a seat as well. Uh, you know, if you've flown anytime recently, you check in when you when you check in online for the airplane for your flight, you know, you can pick the certain seat, you know, some seats are free, well not free, you've already paid the ticket, but some are not an upcharge, I should say. Other ones are a $25 upcharge, other ones are like a $50, $60 upcharge. And they're still all in standard seating. It's just stuff filled up and you pay more money to get the window seat. You know, we're not talking like jumping from you know, the regular area to first class or anything, but even in the, just the general transport, you know, seating area, it's just 
you know, some people actually paid more money for that seat, too, you know, and perhaps they really wanted the the uh, aisle seat for whatever reason. They got to get up and get something in their carry on bag, you know, something for work that they got to do every time. Maybe they got to get their laptop out of there frequently, whatever it is. If you ask to um, to to switch seats with somebody, oh, I I didn't think ahead and I'd really like that window seat, please. And and then you get the flight attendant to ask someone to switch with that window seat for you. No. No, whatever seat you got online, whatever one it is, when you got your boarding pass, that's it. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm speaking, I'm, I'm not only speaking for myself here, but I'm speaking for everybody here. I think we can all agree on that. Um, also, uh, people who, uh, who play loud music, not on headphones, you are, you are the bane of humanity. You are the scourge of the ex- our existence on this planet also people who have anything that lights up especially on a flight that's you know like a like a late night flight people want to sleep anything like that i i digress i digress i could i could talk for uh i i could perhaps talk for another hour uh on the um the aeromotive adhd show all about aviation and flying obviously because that's what this show is called so but this is a car show so wrapping this up in a automotive sort of fashion my official advice here on the show would be um air travel's not worth it just drive a car (laughs) that's that's really about it i mean come on you're gonna have more fun wherever you're going whatever you're doing you're gonna have more fun driving there in my opinion, you're going to see more cool stuff. Road trips are just fun. And yes, gas is expensive. It's more expensive than ever. But you know what? That is the price you to pay for not dealing with people who um, who are uh, obnoxious and irritating on airplanes. So, uh, yeah. Uh, come on. What, what did you think I was going to say? This is a car show. So anyway, getting on to more car stuff. Well, I want to talk a little bit about the extinction of the Ram TRX. The TRX is going away. It is truly a is a sad thing, really. It's the TRX has only been out for a little while and obviously it's going extinct much like the original T-Rex many millions and millions of years ago. Uh, it's going extinct and um, it's too bad because I mean the Ram TRX, let's face it, is the ultimate Ram pickup truck. I mean, we're talking a Hellcat engine, 702 horsepower, but off-road horsepower cuz you just slide around in the dirt, have fun. Um, obviously it's a very expensive truck. Uh, there's not one parked in my driveway. I'll say it's a very expensive truck, but you got to pay for that horsepower, those wide vendors. I mean, the, the TRX, as much as it's overkill is a lovable truck, in my opinion. I mean, it's just, it's, it's American exceptionalism at its finest. It is truly the best um, interpretation of the off-road pickup truck. Yeah, Ford came out with the Ford Raptor years ago, and everyone's been trying to compete with the Raptor in one way or another. No one has done it as successfully as the Dodge Ram TRX. Or, well, just the Ram TRX. I guess Dodge Ram's not really a thing. It's just Ram now. But that being said, this is um, this is a tragedy. And the T-Rex will be sorely missed. There is going to be a final edition version of the truck that's going to obviously sell for way too much money. Um, and Dodge is canceling this. They're canning the TRX. Either there's a couple reasons for it, either because it's run its course and they want to have a new platform, a new supercharged V8 truck, or I don't know, could be the strong hand of the EPA. We'll talk about that more coming up here on the show after the break. So don't go anywhere. It's right here on Automotive ADHD.
In these trying times, the Speed Council needs your support. Well, mostly your money. Alright, just the money. Join our Patreon today at thespeedcouncil.org to get exclusive benefits when you support Automotive ADHD. Oh man, great car sounds right there from Landon. That is Landon's grandfather's C5 Corvette. I love the C5 Corvette. That is actually really one of my favorite generations of Corvette. It is a spectacular car. I love the way they look. It's got pop-up headlights still. Everything about the C5 is amazing, in my opinion. The interiors are not amazing. Some of the quality is not amazing, but we're going to ignore that because the C5 was also the genesis of the LS V8. It was, you, the, I mean, that was really where the LS, the LS started obviously with the small block Chevy long before there was an LS, but our modern interpretation of the LS, I mean, really that and some of the, uh, the Trans Ams and stuff of the era, the late nineties, that that's, that's where the, the LS, that's where it started. That's where everyone, that was the birthplace of the modern LS. And we have to uh, recognize it for that. And also, the car sounds there. Um, that was uh, uh, Landon's grandfather's Corvette. Look, we're getting everyone to send those car sounds in and send it while sending the car sounds, if you get what I mean. Uh, and even look, we even have grandpa going full send now in the Corvette. That's what that is the power <laughs> of this show. Uh, don't do anything illegal, by the way. Don't get arrested recording car sounds for my show. I can't bail you out of prison. Um, you know, it's, there's no way if if you if you tell the police that uh, while I was doing it for this car show and that's my excuse and, and Matt said he would bail me out if I got in trouble. I don't know who you are. I've no, I've never met you before. I don't do I don't even do a car show. So uh, <laughs> so do it within reason. Don't get yourself in trouble. Don't do anything that's going to harm others, obviously. But if you can get some cool car sounds while abiding by all of that, please send them into the show. It brings me great joy. I live vicariously through my listeners sending car sounds in. So uh, please do that. Of course, uh, Landon's grandfather's Corvette. Grandpa's got a nice Corvette. Sounds good. I love it. And uh, anyway, so good stuff there. Um in the in the last segment, I, I discussed a little bit about the uh, the T Rex and some of the, the the things going on with the Ram TRX. I want to finish my thoughts on that. I did. I I talked too much about airplanes in that segment to do myself any good. So and obviously this is not the airplane show or whatever. So, um, but that that does tie into some of the things that I see going on in the automotive industry. Obviously, we see a lot of these legacy manufacturers who've made V8s for decades and decades of canning cars, Dodge being one of them. I mean, there's the Dodge Challenger. This is, we're being told, this is the last year, the last generation that you can get the current Dodge Challenger. That includes the Hellcats, the, uh, you know, uh, the red eye variants of the Hellcats and things like that. And and we're seeing that that happen now with the Ram TRX. And you have to wonder, is it just Dodge phasing out some old platforms? Because the Challenger, for instance, is built on a platform that's like 15 years old at this point. It's had revisions over the years, but the platform's old. So are we seeing are we seeing them ditch this for a new platform and tell us, oh, yep, these are the last of the V8 Chargers and Challengers. This, these are the last ones you're going to get. Um, or, you know, are they just saying that? Dodge has a way with marketing that they could just be saying that. 
and just to get you to buy the last ones, the special editions, make you feel like these are rare, these are going away soon, it's the end of an era, it's the end of the muscle car era, when in reality, that's going to happen, they might take a hiatus, they might take a year off from making them, and then another year, they're going to come out with another one, and it's going to be even better than before. And people say, well, no, it's regulation, it's politics, Dodge is getting rid of the V8s because they're going to EV everything. There's no way they're going to EV everything go to a car show talk to the guys who buy challengers and you know any of these va cars it's mustangs challengers uh camaros you know the guys who do this ask them okay i could give you a 700 horsepower supercharged v8 muscle car or i could give you an ev that is technically faster but it's an ev they are not they're gonna go for the v8 super uh, or not supercar but the v8 uh, muscle car that's what they're going to do um, the EV debate has been something I've covered a lot on this show. I mean, obviously, it's a it's a relevant thing in the the world of automotive things and cars. But it's um, it's one of these things too, though. That yeah, electric cars are fast. Electric cars are faster than most gas cars in most cases. Uh, and electric cars are good at certain things. But you you have to look at what the consumers want to. And the consumers are not saying. They want these electric cars, at least in this performance muscle car, sports car segment. They're just really not. Uh, this is ever more evident with um, Dodge when they had the EV Challenger concept car thing. Forgive me, the EV Charger, I believe it was. The weird electric thing that that made, I don't know, cat noises or something. It, it made this, this meow, meow kind of sound that was supposed to sound like an engine, but... It sounded more like a like an angry large cat of some type, but not like a not like a cool cat, not like a like a I don't know, a, you know, a, a lion or a, a cheetah or no, no, like just some large fat sort of uh, uh, cat creature. <laughs> I'm I'm at a loss for words to describe how it sounded, but um, it wasn't it wasn't accepted. It wasn't re- received well. You know, people on social media just absolutely lambasted this thing for being fake for being disgenuine that's those are those are words i used on this show when was it last year or whatever when the when this came out and lamborghini is falling into the same trap here too um because and i have to i'm teeing this into my discussion with dodge here but lamborghini is working on what its evs are going to sound like and and so um one of the um uh one of the officials at Lamborghini said in an interview with The Drive hat tip Peter Holderith from The Drive for this but he said quote uh, in re- reference to sound um you know what he was talking about that you know EVs have uh, no sound really there's no engagement he says quote at the moment this is one of the biggest things there's still a long road ahead of the brand in finding the perfect sound uh he says he goes on to say quote we have some ideas we have some proposals but at the moment we still have not yet decided on what the production the final production car will have um Okay, so as a fan of mechanical things, as a mechanical enthusiast, uh, you know, not just cars, but just interesting things mechanical in nature, um, I don't want something with a fake sound. I don't want that. If 
I am perfectly happy with an EV in certain in certain applications. Don't quote me out of context here, but in certain applications, I'm fine with an EV and I don't want it to sound like anything because, OK, there might be a slight whine from those electric motors, from the inverter, from some, some stuff in there, you know, some electrical components, a little bit of a whine you pick up on. Great. That's it. Fine. That's that's the end of it. That's the sound I want that car to make because I want it to make the sound that it actually makes. I mean, you know. You can't even call me a hypocrite here because when it comes to gas cars that have fake exhaust notes piped into the interior, that's just as wrong. I am equally opposed to that, and that is just as egregious, in my opinion, as making an EV that has car sounds, fake noises. That's just as egregious. It's the same thing. It doesn't doesn't matter that it's gas or that it's EV. If you've got a, a V6 turbo and the sound playing through the speakers in the interior is that of a V8... That is wrong. That is just categorically uh, lying to yourself and and those who ride in the vehicle with you. Um, and Lamborghini wants to. They say they want to amplify the sounds, the natural sounds of the electric drivetrain. That's still the same problem. I don't care if it's amplified of the actual drivetrain. I don't care. It's still fake. That again is the same difference as car manufacturers. Maybe not changing the uh, type of sound in the cabin, but still playing an amplified car sound in the cabin of a car. Same difference. Unacceptable. I just, I I see issues with that. Now, critics of my opinion will say, well, the, these EVs are coming. This is what, you just got to accept it and just take it as it is. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm just not. And you're not either, I don't think. I think those who really enjoy motoring and people who really want these cars and these experiences, you know, I mean, companies are still, there's a huge base there of customers and com- companies have to acknowledge that and understand that. And so do governments really, too, in my opinion, um, that consumers are going to buy what consumers want. And uh, that's that's what I think about that. So Lamborghini needs to cut this out with the fake EV sounds. Dodge is likely trying to announce a production version of their EV Challenger, Charger, whatever. Um, the good news is I don't think I think Dodge is pulling our leg just a little bit. I think they do have something up their sleeve that they're going to do. Um, that's going to be gas boosted fun to replace the Hellcat. The Hellcat's a wild sales success in many metrics. Um, the TRX, maybe not as much because, you know, it's a hundred thousand dollar pickup truck, but, um, but it's still cool. So they're not going to leave us hanging there. They're just not going to do that. So, um, Hey, I'm running out of time, but I got to talk about one other thing here as we wrap up the show. Um, which is uh, GM has its robo taxis on the road in California. And very recently they um, they got licensed to have free reign driving through California. And no sooner than they, did they get approval, did they start causing havoc amongst uh, Californians. And there are countless social media videos of these things doing all sorts of dumb stuff, stuff that even the worst drivers may not even do. Uh, one of which, uh, one of these, um, vehicles hit a, um, hit a fire truck, man. How do you miss a fire truck? Like, how do you even do that? I don't know, but it did it. Um, there was also a, a, uh, a uh, thing on Twitter where somebody spotted one of these robo taxis stopping in an intersection for just an entire minute. Just, I'm just going to drive into the intersection. I'm just going to stop. That's that's exactly what it did. Um, and then uh, where it got some attention on social media was that a a police officer actually walked up to it to figure out what was going on and you know tried to tried to talk with it. You know, tried to like, hey, you got to move. And there's like 
There's no, there's nobody in the car. Now, <laughs> imagine it kind of like a scene from the old Knight Rider television series, you know, you know, cop comes up to the car and there's no one in the driver's seat. Um, though, obviously, the cops know these are self-driving cars. These have the whole LIDAR set up and all the thing on the roof. I mean, it's, it is obvious, but um, the self-driving car debate is one of these things that, you know, I think we're too early on the self-driving cars. People in the tech space say, no, this is where it starts. We got to start small with it. I'm dubious that self-driving cars are even anything that need, that really need to happen. Um, I'm dubious of that. And, and I think I have never been one for increased regulation and things, but there does need to be some kind of DOT Department of Transportation standard that's that's higher than what it is, because clearly these machines aren't operating well. I talked about on the show, too, how another self-driving car taxi fleet uh, vehicle got stuck in an intersection and during an emergency situation and tried to run over some fire hoses and stuff that was bad. You don't you don't want that. Um, you know these machines are capable of doing the mechanics of driving the car. Oh, that's that's a pedestrian. I'm gonna slow down. I'm gonna stay in my lane. That's a stop sign. It gets that. Yeah, it can see that. But does it have true situational awareness? Does it have true thought of mind to understand the situation it's in and make a decision? I mean, granted, some drivers on the road don't even have that. But that's still better than these self-driving cars. And, you know, there there is, I think, right now an imperfect solution. The self-driving cars are by no means a perfect solution. I, I think in many ways right now, we don't have to worry about these things taking over the world just yet. Not yet, at least. They're not quite there. They may have a little more time. They they, they may figure things out a little better, but, um, you know, brands like Tesla and, you know, a GM with their crews and, and Ford's got, you know, some self-driving modes in some of their consumer vehicles. Those are... Those are different because a driver is still physically present there. It's behind the wheel. A driver, now granted, we've seen this with some of the self-driving stuff that people are abusing it, people aren't using it right, uh, and they get into trouble with it. Um, but with these entirely autonomous taxis, I'm sorry, but this is my take. You won't find me getting into one of those anytime soon. Also, they haven't come here to Colorado yet, thankfully. But even if they had, or even if I was where they are present, I'm just not getting in that. I am not getting in that unless there's a, a human being behind the wheel. I'm just not. I, I've been in some taxis and some Ubers and stuff where the driver's been a little, uh, I don't know, they follow people a little too close and aren't paying attention as much as I would like. And they're a real driver. Well, what are you supposed to do with the self-driving car that that misbehaves? What do you do? How awkward must that be as you, you as the passenger just sitting there like, I can't do anything to stop this crazy machine. So not not today, not yet. Self-driving cars aren't there, in my opinion. But hey, share, share your thoughts with me. Facebook.com slash automotive ADHD. Of course, you can share your car sounds there, too, as many listeners have, and I hope many more listeners do. And I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of the Automotive ADHD Show. Of course, I want to thank the staff of the radio station, Sandy, Gary, everybody who makes sure this makes it on the airwaves. And, uh, of course, I will see you same time, same place next week right here. Also, remember to find this show, Spotify, uh, iTunes, wherever fine shows and this one are downloaded. I'll see you soon.